Hey, welcome to the Missio Day podcast. Check us out on the web at missiodeschicago.com. Um, so, a couple of verses, nice and light for you. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. The God's word. What do you What do you say? The word of God. And you guys are like, thanks be to God. All right. Um, all right, let's pray. Let's pray, okay? Lord Jesus, man, thank you for today. Bless our hearts. Bless our minds. Um, man, let us know who we are. You know, if we didn't know this morning, remind us who we are in Christ Jesus. Um, let us know how much you love us today. Just be kind to us. Speak well to us, Lord. We love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, well, good morning. Uh, I'm excited to do this. I'm excited for this opportunity. I'm real thankful. Um, you know, Nathan, formerly known as Bam, really helped uh, set this up, so very thankful for this. Um, all right, so first matter of business, I want to apologize in advance if my mannerisms or my speech at times seem aggressive. Sometimes I just can't help it. Yeah, I was going to wear a, a cardigan to lighten the mood, but... At, <laughs> But that, but that didn't happen, so I, I kept the hat on. It's like, oh, this guy's aggressive, but he's got a, like a fuzzy ball on his head, so, so like it's all good. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Okay, all right, so today, today we are going to speak about how good our God is, right, and the beautiful things that he has created, right, even things like you and I, right, creatures who bear the image of our creator, that's a, that's a big deal. Um, so we're going to do that, and then we're going to kind of end this service with testimonies and worship. You know, so, um, man, keep testimonies in mind. Keep testimonies in mind for today and, you know, for the days to come, right? Our testimonies are powerful, um, and they, they afford us an opportunity to embrace our identity, right? And that's something, that's something special. We should be you know, ready like in season and out with our testimony, with the testimony of our, of our Lord and who we are. Yes. Um, Revelation chapter 12, it talks about um, Satan, the enemy, being defeated. And it says, uh, the accuser was thrown down and they conquered him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Yeah. And they did not love their lives even to death. I, like, I just like that last part. But, uh, but they found victory in our Lord's death and resurrection, his blood, and the word of their testimony. Right? They testified of who their Lord was and who they were. Right? That they were sons and daughters of the kingdom. Right? These are things that allow us to embrace our identity. And as we should be testifying the same thing, right? that we are powerful and that we are ones who are mighty, that we are beloved, we're called to love greatly, that we uplift and will be uplifted. So we testify these things, right? Again, they allow us to embrace our identity and speak with, dare I say, authority, yeah. right? That's a big deal. That's a big deal. We, have, we do have authority. We see Jesus speaking with authority when he presents these beatitudes, right? The... It's the authority that makes it something special, right? His words are not profound, 
because they're, there's, something, uh, there's something new or you know, complex about it, right? Even a lot of the Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Mount is you know, sprinkled with Old Testament scripture. Or when he's speaking to these Jewish people, their modern day scripture, they know, they know what he's saying. They had heard this stuff before. So that doesn't make it profound, right? And if anything, it was said to be simple, right? It was for these Jewish people to hear it and memorize it and recite it so that, you know, it could sit in their hearts and then they could go and carry this out to other people, right? So that they would know, they would be uplifted. So it's not, it's not the fact, it's not what he was saying, right? But it's how he's saying it. He presents it with this authority. So now these Jewish people are like, oh, we've heard this before, but now it's like, it's like real. It's like we can reach out and touch this. Um, I think the best example we have of this that, that you know, I, and I just really like this, um, is in Luke chapter 4. Um, so this is pretty cool, right? Uh, last week, Bam read, sorry, Nathan. Nathan, Nathaniel. Uh, he read from Isaiah 61. Um, and he alluded to Jesus, you know, reading this and, you know, kind of dropping the mic, right? So in Luke chapter 4, this is where we have the, the mic drop. And, uh, you know, I think it's cool. So me and Nathan, we prep these things in different times, different places, kind of for a different message. And yet we were drawn towards like the same scripture. Right. And that's pretty cool. And I think it shows that like we can have unity in the spirit when we go after our Lord. Right. And we start to see that we're really not that far from each other, even though we think like, oh, we have these differences and, and these things. It's like we're going after our Lord Jesus. And then we look around and we end up, oh, we're kind of all right here, right? So uh, we get to Luke chapter 4, and Jesus is uh, in the synagogue on the Sabbath, and he's reading from Isaiah 61, and he's like, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim good news to the poor, to uplift the brokenhearted, um, to free the oppressed. He's talking about it's the favorable time of the Lord, Right? So he says that, and he goes and sits down, and while everyone's looking at him, he's like, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing, right? And, it, and it, it, it's, it, they had heard Isaiah. They knew Isaiah, right? They, they go to church. They knew Isaiah, but they never heard anyone say it like this, right? And he speaks so bold and unapologetic, and yet at the same time, it's like it's gracious and seasoned with salt, so much so that you can... Taste the kingship. Can you, can you taste it? Can you taste it? Like, what, what does king taste like to you? So Jesus is saying, man, today this is fulfilled because I'm in this place. And ha has he not said the same thing to us? Right? You know that day, that time when he came into your life, to our lives, and he said, today you are fulfilled. Because I'm in this place. This is our identity and this is our authority. So, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Right? I know you guys were like, is this guy ever going to get back to those verses? Yeah. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they should be filled. Um, can we hit that next slide too? Thank you. So this is a, a literal translation from the Greek. So this is kind of like if you just took the Greek 
and boiled it down to its simplest form, um, you know, this is, this is what you get. And I, I just, I like the translation. I like the fortunate and with blessed, it kind of shows uh, kind of something unique there. All right, but up here, right, we see soft, um, soft for meek. Uh, some might even have a translation that says like gentle. But this Greek word is kind of referring to, um, you know, like a psyche, like the, our, our state of mind, uh, the character of a person, right? Um, but like I said, this is not the first time these Jewish people had heard this, right? So Jesus, um, when he speaks this, it's like their ears are ringing. They had heard this before. So in Psalm 37, 11, 11 uh, King David said, but the meek shall inherit the earth, right? So they had heard that. Well, that Hebrew word for meek is, uh, is more physical. It's like poor and afflicted, those weak and oppressed. And it also speaks to depression, which kind of ties it back here. In this next one, uh, we see justice. Notice justice, um, translation for that righteousness. Um, you know, really, either of those words, you're going to get the same result. It's more so how it's applied. So righteousness, a condition acceptable to God. Justice, the virtue with which one is due. So What's interesting about the Beatitudes, and really all of them, not just these, but they, they, they're spoken in like opposition. Like something's said, and it's almost like the opposite is there for them. Um, and we see that really, especially with this hungering and thirsting, right? So this says satisfied, but it, you know, the translation is hungering and thirsting, and then they will be filled, right? So those are like, that's like polar opposite. We know if we're hungry and thirsty and we're full, we are literally opposite of what we just were. So my thing is, I look at this and I'm like, okay, well, how do we go from hungering and thirsting to being full? We got to eat. We got to eat. So now you're like, oh, okay, Mr. Mason, uh, how do we eat? We implement this justice, right? We create conditions acceptable to our God. See, that, that's how we eat, right? That's where we see fulfillment. It's no wonder, right? Jesus was talking about John the Baptist. He's like, you know, John the Baptist came. He didn't eat. You guys said he had a demon. The Son of Man comes eating and drinking, and you're like, oh, he's a, he's a glutton and a drunkard. They're like, this Jesus guy, he's over here eating and drinking. Man, our Lord was implementing this justice. He was creating conditions acceptable to his Father, to, to our father, they're like, this guy, man, he's over here eating and drinking. <laughs> There's a couple of things I've noticed with this congregation here, um, like with this church, these people here. Um, we have people who seek justice here, right? I've noticed that. Like, uh, Caitlin and I, we have prayer at our house every Saturday, and we've been doing it for a little bit now. Everyone is welcome. You're welcome to come. It's at 8 a.m. on a Saturday. That changes things. People get less spiritual when it's at when it's at when it's at 8 a.m. They're like, "Oh man, I love I love you, Jesus, and all." But um, but yeah. So like we've been praying, and now we're kind of getting to a point where we alternate. You know, we pray one Saturday, the next Saturday we'll pray, and we do some outreach, and uh, we just. 
try and meet tangible needs or we pray and prophesy, encourage people. Um, and we've seen some fruit so far. Like we've seen um, responses happen. But point is our biggest turnout um, at our house was when we went down to do the ice protest, right, downtown. Um, you know, so the most people came to pray. We went out there and just protesting, you know, the ICE organization and just the way like foreign people have been treated in this country. And it still are. I mean, that stuff still goes on. But that's our biggest turnout, right? People came and it's like, oh, they're seeking justice. They're trying to see this thing through. Um, the other thing I've noticed with this church, and this kind of stems from, uh, from Alpha, right? I've seen people, they, they desire more. Like, you know, Caitlin and I, I know Alpha was going on before we were here, but like, you know, us and, and the team, you know, we were just trying to do our part with it. And it, man, it was like pulling teeth trying to get people to go to Alpha. But it seemed like everyone and their mom had already been through Alpha, right? So we come <laughs> and ask them, and they're like, oh, I, I already done that, you know? Or people didn't feel drawn towards that, right? And that's, that's absolutely fine. That just showed me that people here are seeking something deeper, the more. Right? Like people want more of the Lord in some form or fashion. And then when I, you know, we reached out for help, people came from everywhere talking about, oh, we can do this. Oh, we can support in this way. And we closed our last session early, so we didn't even really get to tap into everyone who, you know, stepped forward. It just shows that, like, it's here. Right? We're right. We're here. We're, we're, not, we're not that far off. We're not that far away. Um, later... In the Sermon on the Mount, um, Jesus makes this mention. If someone asks you to go one mile, go with them too, right? And, like, for this place, I feel like we've been asked to go a mile, and we're trying. Like, we're trying to get this one mile thing down and figure out how to do that. So all I'm really saying is let's just go two, you know? Let's go two. And how can we, you know, how do we do that? You know, we keep pressing in. We find this unity, um, I firmly believe that we embrace our identity, we act on our authority. And when I say embrace our identity, if, if, look, if you're different, be different. If you're unique, then be that. If you're weird, be weird. If you're not weird and super cool or whatever, be that. You know what I'm saying? Just like be, be that. But let's be unified and let's pursue our Lord together. Let's keep pressing in. Let's go two miles. Um, we talk about beautiful things, right? That, that's kind of where we were going here. And the beautiful things of our Lord, um, just of this kingdom, they always, seem, they always seem to contradict, like, well, for one, this world, and they seem to kind of contradict, like, our focus or sometimes what we're thinking on, right? And I mean that to say, you know, we, we tend to focus towards things that are, like, sophisticated or, you know, well put together, there's something about that. We're just kind of like, we go in that direction. So, I want to say one clear thing, okay? If I well, was not blunt prior to this, I want to be very blunt. Sometimes, you know what? I can't tell. I, sometimes I'm being like, I think I'm being like straightforward. And people are like, hey, you're being real vague right now. <laughs> I'm like, what? Or like, I think I'm beating around the bush. And they're like, whoa, whoa. You just going to say it like that? I'm like, what? I, I can't tell what's happening. <laughs> All right, so look, I'm going to be straightforward, okay? <laughs> look, this faith, okay, this Christianity, this life that we have been given in our Lord, we, we, when we live this to its absolute fullest potential, 
in this life is worth nothing more than death on a cross. Okay, so let's not, that's it. That's what this whole, in this life right here is worth nothing more than death on a cross. Even, you know, Paul's talking about we preach Christ crucified. And he talks about, you know, the world will find us to be folly. And it's silly. I mean, that whole thing, everything about this, like we do all this just so we can go die. Like that's silly. And yet we have found that to be beautiful for some reason, right? It's impacted our lives. And fortunately, our Lord is both gracious and powerful. So he's beat death, resurrected, ascended. And he did that for his sake and for our sake, right? So we can have life too. We can have this faith to hold on to. But our Lord came and did this thing to its fullest potential. And, the, and our world gave him nothing but death on a cross. For the meek, he came. And, you know, for those poor and those afflicted, those depressed, he came and he gave them something to hold on to. He gave them some land to stand on so they had a little bit of foundation, something to find some comfort in. He came eating. He came implementing this justice. And they threw him on a cross. So... I don't want to say this to be like discouraging in any way or to like put us off. Just to just to point it out to say, let's just not pretend that this is anything other than what it is. Right. Like, let's just keep the main thing, the main thing. And again, I fully believe that we do this. We do this by embracing our identity, embracing the fact that we were once dead. And, and have been resurrected. And I'll be honest, like, if, if you don't see your salvation as I was once dead and now alive, then I question your understanding of what salvation really is. Because our Lord was really dead, and we have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer we who live, but Christ who lives within us. This body we live is by faith through the Son of God who loved us and died for us. And that's what this life is. Now, it seems like we got to be intense all the time, but I don't think that's the case. We embrace our identity and we act on our authority. Sometimes that authority is just looking out for the people that don't have someone to look out for them. Embracing our family members and our friends and saying, now we're in this thing together. I can't tell time. I mean, I know what time it is, but like, I, I can't tell what the time, I don't know what time we really have, but. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. All right, so with all that being said, man, I, you know, again, we're, we're going we're gonna to close out with, with testimonies. Um, man, if you, have, if you have something to share, um, Please, please share it today, you know, and it may be unexpected. Um, we do have a couple people planning on coming up to share testimonies. And, uh, you know, man, if you have something to share, if, if the Lord has pressed something on your heart, um, man, let's share that. Like I said, it's, it's these things, they allow us, I can't say it enough, to embrace our identity. They, they empower us to act on authority. When we, sometimes we think we're less than or not enough or whatever, and we're reminded, like, no, I am this child of God. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm no longer whatever the enemy came through. And let me tell you, man, I guess I, I, I'll, I'll begin to close with this is, you know, a lot of this, a lot of this faith 
you know, sometimes it may be hard for us to get real spiritual, right? And like no one really wants to be spiritual um, until the spiritual things start happening, right? Until the enemy comes for our lives and then it's like, oh gosh, like where did this come from, right? And I mean, we see that here. The enemy will come for our lives if he doesn't get our lives and he comes for our families and our friends. And I mean, these are the things to be engaged in. So again, we throw down and defeat the enemy through our Lord's death and resurrection and the word of our testimony. Um, all right, so I'm gonna share. Uh, I'm gonna share a story, and I've been up here talking, so I was gonna share a story of myself, but then I was like, all oh, these people think I'm feeling myself, so <laughs> so I do you one better, and I will share about my wife, Caitlin. Okay, so. Caitlin, man, she is a giant in the faith. And if you don't know what that means, like, it's just something that time will reveal. So the story goes like this, right? And uh, after this story, after this testimony, I'm going to step down, and Sonya will come up and share. And now we're just going to be in this testimonial time. Um, So Caitlin and I, this last Thanksgiving, we went back to Oklahoma City. Uh, We lived there. I still have family there. We met, got married and uh, all that. Really, none of that's important, but the fact is we went to Oklahoma City, we flew there, we had to fly back to Chicago. Now here's where the story picks up, okay? We flew in and out of O'Hare, and uh, you know, we took the train in, the blue line, so we had to take the, the train out. And you know, we land, and I don't know if you had to take the train out, but you gotta walk, walk around, you get down to the tunnel area, there's the train. So we'll walk, 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 walk. We get it back up to the front area, and where people like kind of checking their bags and all. And you gotta take these escalators down to kind of the tunnel area. So we get to going down this escalator. And uh, honestly, my whole mindset, when I travel, I'm trying to get from A to B. I'm like, business, let's go. Don't talk to me, I'm going. And uh, that's my whole thing, right? I care for people, I'm like, you're great, but I gotta go. Um, (laughs) But that's my whole thing, right? This is my mindset. So we're going, but Caitlin's ahead of me. And as we're going down this escalator, there's a lady in a wheelchair. And she, she looks homeless. She looks like she's in need. So sure enough, she asked Caitlin something. And then Caitlin said, well, we don't have that. Uh, but what can we get for you? So now I'm like, man, what the heck? Why, why, why are you offering things? Don't offer. Uh, you know, so then the lady's like, well, I'd love some coffee. And apparently there's a Starbucks where we just came from. I'm like. So then Caitlin's looking at me, like, what do you want to do? I'm like, don't look at me. This is your decision, right? (laughs) This is is all, like, with eye conversation, too. We weren't really saying this. I'm like, do what you got to do, man. So we go back up there. We go back up there, and she gets in line. I go sit down and uh, waiting, waiting, get the coffee, go back down. And, man, let me tell you, this lady, you know, she hands her the coffee, and this lady just like, I love you. I love you, right? And she's just smiling, and she reaches out, and we each give her a hug, and she's, like, asking us about, you know, if we have kids, and she tells us about her daughter and stuff like that. And, and it, those, so then, like, we conversate for a minute, and we go to leave, and she, right when we're leaving, she's like, you know, normally people don't have time for me. And, and then Caitlin was like, I always have time for you. I'm like, this is like something out of a movie now. It's like a... <laughs> It's like, this is real deal. They make documentaries off of this stuff or whatever. Um, <laughs> amen. But look, we've been getting all this grace and favor, all this love that we've inherited in our lives. 
You know what I mean? Like, is that for us? Should it just stop right here? Or should we allow this stream to continue? You know what I'm saying? The warm and fuzzies when the spirit came into your life. You know, should we hold on to that? That love when our hearts, when our Lord's heart was burning, holding us. Should it stop with us? Or should we seek to hand that out? I mean, how could we not with all this land in our hand? How could we not give that out to that lady? And just spend a little bit of time creating conditions acceptable to our Father. You know what I'm saying, man? Like, what else is there? This is simple faith with simple truths. It gets hard sometimes. Believe me, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. It's hard, but, man, it's simple. Man, let's do this thing, man. Let's go two miles, okay? Let's go two miles. So, man, guys, I just, I bless you, man. I thank you uh, for this time up here. And uh, this time is yours now, man. You and the Lord.